All right, welcome to the Ironville Ministry Podcast. I'm Stephen McWhorter, and I'm here with none other than Mr. Greg Diedrich. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, um, you know, Greg is not only uh, is Greg Diedrich and Shelly Diedrich founders of the ministry here, Ironville Ministries, mm-hmm. but also Greg has a really um, powerful uh background within you know 28 years in the business world mm-hmm. um you know time at pepsi um time at yum brands you mm-hmm. were uh, what would you do at yum's again well Something i was at uh, yeah yeah well <laughs> if needed you know whatever it takes you got just, people coffee though. just like here at iron bell ministries whatever it That's takes right. is what you do um but i uh yeah i started with pepsi and then i uh ended up on the restaurant side of the business, which was uh, Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut, the three mm-hmm. staples of your diet. Yes, um, <laughs> my diet. Was just, you pointed right at me when you yeah. said that. But. Well, I, I share that with you. <laughs> and, uh, and and so I helped um, create the Yum, Yum Brands company when we spun off from PepsiCo and then uh, did a number of other assignments, but the last several years of my career was the president of KFC. Mm. And so I was the chicken man for a while. Awesome. So that's your biggest contribution to society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was helping no, people eat chicken around the world. Yeah, no big deal. President of KFC at Kentucky Fried Chicken for, uh, you know, how long was he get for? I was five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so powerful background. And um, you were also executive pastor for a pretty big church here for mm-hmm. a little while, too, uh, Southeast Christian yes. Church. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things the um, Lord's always done in my life, you know, uh, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about purpose, but... He's always had me kind of at the intersection of, of faith and the marketplace as I look mm. back. And so the the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is, um, and we'll just be able to touch on it today, because uh, as yeah. you know, I could talk for a long time and longer than these people can listen. Um, we'll, do I more than, share. we'll do more than one podcast. Yeah, so we'll have we'll to. We'll do like a series. So uh, it's just that, that notion of what's it mean um, mm. to exercise your faith in the marketplace. And we'll just kind of tee that up today and mm-hmm. get people hopefully thinking about it and engaged mm. in the topic. Yeah, I'm probably ill-qualified to be the one interviewing you on this since, uh, you know, I delivered pizzas. Does that count? Before yes, I'm... it does. Well, I think... I think every musician delivered pizzas. <laughs> you know, the neat part is that uh, even though we kind of talk about faith in the marketplace, it really applies to everybody. Yeah. Because the question that I want to tee up for people is, is this, does God have a, a purpose for your life? A lot of people are out there saying, hey, do I have a purpose? And uh, they know there's something that beats within them, but they may not know exactly what that is and how to apply it. And so um, what happens is many of us go off to work. We work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, Monday through Friday. And one of the core things, the questions that gets asked then is, does that matter? Does God really care about what I do um, in my vocation? Because many people work outside the home. And so their, their question always is, is there a purpose? And do I have a purpose in life? And one of the message that I, messages that I want to give to people is, yes, it matters what you do, that your work is meaningful. It does have a purpose, not only in the, the natural, but in the spiritual realm, in the, in the kingdom, it matters. And uh, that's the main point I want to bring out today is that uh, God cares. Uh, and that I'd love to, you to leave this podcast at least with the beginning of a new perspective on what your work means in the kingdom. That's my goal. That's awesome. I think, you know, I can relate in the sense that my wife works, you know, five days a week. 
uh, in one of those jobs where she's like, does what I do really mm-hmm. matter? Because, mm-hmm. you know, why does God have me here? And that's uh, so that's a real poignant question for her. Yes. It's a real it's it's very timely and it's very personal. It's, it's the day. It's the day to day. You know, one of the things that I've seen is that the church hasn't necessarily done a good job with helping people to navigate this because and in, and in many cases may have perpetuated part of the problem. Mm. And here's the cycle that I see is that, you know, the church has kind of labeled things in either one of two categories. Either this is something that's sacred, it's of the Lord, it has this um, set-aside holiness, or it's secular, and it means it's of the world. And the problem with that is once we do that, and our job, quote, goes in the secular realm, then automatically it's stripped of its meaning in in God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so you end up um, overlooking the kingdom impact that your job can have. And so one of the barriers that I like to do is say, hey, there's no such thing as secular or sacred, mm-hmm. that it is all unto God. That's good. Um, and uh, my, the verse that I love for this is uh, Colossians 3.23. <clears throat> and I'm just going to read it here. Yeah. It says, whatever you do. So let me, I think whatever uh, in the Greek means whatever. <laughs> so whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And then he finishes with, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And in Colossians, in this section, um, this paragraph starts out, he's speaking to slaves. So if a slave is working unto a master as unto the Lord, certainly in our jobs every day, we are working unto the Lord. And I think that breaking down that barrier and seeing that everything is unto God is the beginning of walking into the understanding of how God wants you to view your job. Because uh, otherwise what happens is we tend to say, all right, if I can be there Sunday morning, and if I can be there Wednesday night, and any other time the church needs me, and I'm not saying being at church is bad, so uh, uh, don't take that away. What I'm saying, though, is that your, your work in the kingdom and what's sacred unto the Lord is not limited to those times that you're at, at uh, church. Yeah. Uh, the church really equips us to do the work of the kingdom as we go out into our job, and I think Colossians 3.23 really um, states that well. So I think I just want to start with saying everything we do in life, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you work in business, education, the media, whether you're um, you know, a musician, uh, everything we do is unto the Lord, and we live our life unto the Lord completely. And I think that begins to, to paint the picture that it matters to God then how we spend that time. That's huge. Man, Man. good words. Uh, You know, one of the things that I know lots of people, lots of people have asked, you know, um, Mm. this question before is like, well, what's that look like? Mm -hmm. You know, like give me an example of like, uh, because that's another thing that kind of gets skewed. What's it look like day in and day out for me to be a Yep. You know, um, bringing what I, you know, like you said, how do I... Yep. How do I make sense of that? Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, really got me on this topic was... um, when I started looking through the lens of this perspective to the Bible, one of the neat things is all the heroes of the Bible that you read about, very few of them were kind of, uh, you know, full-time ministry people. Yeah. They were business people, marketplace people, government. Farmers. Um, you know, I, I just wrote right. down here, you think about uh, Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, 
wealthy businessman. You think about Joseph, mm-hmm. a businessman and a government official, ran, ran the nation of Egypt. Yeah. Uh, Esther, who was a queen. David, who, you know, like a typical musician, maybe a little confused. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, since you're a musician. <laughs> you know, uh... he was a musician, then he was a government official, he was a military man. Uh, he had many um, parts to his life. Uh, Daniel, uh, another government official. And then even if you look who, ch- who Christ chose for his disciples, they were marketplace people. He called them yeah. out of the marketplace, yeah. and then he pretty much kept them in the marketplace. He didn't say, okay, now come into the temple, train under your new rabbi, and be raised up in the church. He, he showed them how to bring the kingdom to the marketplace. And what the and, kingdom looks like bringing it to the marketplace yes. is the thing that needs to find. <clears throat> exactly. And, and you're already doing that right now. Yeah. Even Joseph, when you talk about that story, it's like when Joseph was put in a position to be the second in, you know, second mm-hmm. man next to the Pharaoh, yeah. it wasn't okay. Now come on in. He's like, great, we're going to have a big church service. Yeah. You know, he brought a solution to a problem that nobody right. else had because he brought the kingdom into it. Right. He brought the wisdom of the Lord into right. the situation. Right. And he had the perspective. See, he didn't think that his his spiritual life, his life um, and walk with the Lord was separate from his job. Mm. He he viewed it as that he was sent to be exactly where he was and that where he was placed, mm. God was uh, wanting him to establish, you know, God's kingdom. Yeah. And um, one of the things, you know, I love... Um, Henry Blackaby. It's an old study. It's called Experiencing God, but it was one of the things that really affected my life deeply. And he has this very simple proposition that Blackaby talks about in, in Experiencing God. And it says this. He says, God is always at work. Mm-hmm. Always at work. So that's the first premise. And so he says, all we have to do is join in. <laughs> and, and so if you think about it, if you apply that, if God is always at work, he's at work at your job, he's at work in your business, he's at work in your school, wherever you're at. God is always at work. So that what we have to do is join in. Mm. We don't have to figure out how to bring our faith to work. We have to follow God to bring our faith at work. Mm. Uh, we have to, um, so, you know, one of the premises of, of uh, Blackaby's work is always then, then you gotta find out where he's at work. Mm. You have to start listening and asking him where he's at work. And so, um, you know, the simple proposition I always tell people is, you know, God, God is always at work in the people around you, in the situations, in your work, uh, in your home, in your family, and we have to join in. So um, part of it becomes then, it's not just about our workplace, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We, we want to always be asking God, where are you at work? What are you doing so that we can join in? Because when we do that, we're cooperating with God's agenda, and we're establishing His kingdom here. It's like the the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. How do you do that? Well, you cooperate and align to what God's doing to establish His kingdom and partner with Him to do it. Man, that's so good. And it doesn't matter where it is. It could be, uh, you know, I have this friend who... uh, who, who was, uh, he has this saying, it doesn't matter whether you're a president or a plumber. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that he talked about was uh, there was a time when he had this executive cleaning company, uh, and, and in that he would do offices and movie theaters. And, and of course, uh, sometimes uh, employees are notorious for not showing up. So there'd be times where he would be uh, working the business during the day, and then at night when it came time, somebody didn't show up, he's working at night, mm. you know, doing the cleaning. And I remember the story he was telling how um, 
when he was just in doing cleaning up in a movie theater and 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 cleaning the soft drink and the popcorn off the floor and then going into the restrooms and and he just gained a perspective as as he was doing that so he's i'm going to partner with what god's doing here and he started praying over the seats as he was cleaning them just say lord i want your presence to be made known here i want um, people to uh, encounter you and went into the restrooms and just started praying over the um, people who would uh, walk through those doors. He started praying for the owners of the business mm. uh, and asking the Lord to bless the owners and for him to give give the, him a chance to talk to them. And he just had all these testimonies of how God worked mightily um, through that. And so it's just a great picture of how when you think about living a life of that, then of course God is at work mm. in your business and in your job. Of course God is at work in the marketplace where you're intersecting because that's where life happens. Mm. And that's where God is God is working in those people mm. and you're just cooperating with what he's doing. And and when you when you think about it that way, then I think it becomes uh, one of those obvious statements. Well of course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, one one of the things I was gonna say as you were talking I was thinking about what I was going to go eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, no, it's something you said, you know, learning to listen. Yeah. You know, it's really, the, it's a big process of it is, is one, talking to him mm-hmm. where you are and at partnering with him, looking for him, yeah. and looking for where he is, where, you, you know, in the marketplace yeah. and what you're doing involves listening to him, mm-hmm. getting familiar with his voice. Yes. Uh, I love this uh, story. I think Carrie Job tells us. She says, you know, uh, the, it's just spending time with him and getting used to hearing it. It's like somebody calls that you haven't talked to in 10 yes. years and says, hey, what's up? That's all they say. You're like, who is this? I don't yeah. know who this is. But if your wife calls and just says hi, you go, hey, honey, because you talk to her every day. You only have to hear her voice for a yes. second. But the other person, you're not familiar with them. Right. So just that hi is not enough. Okay, you just tell me more. Who is this? Right. And it's kind of the same thing with God. The more time we spend with him yes. listening to his voice talking with him when he says hey we know it's him right um and so it's kind of that but Absolutely. talk a little bit about you know you can either do tell some stories that you've got mm-hmm. about some things you've done but some also um you could maybe talk about the levels mm-hmm. yeah and uh you, you know just to tee up what you were talking about right there um I think that Blackaby concept to find out where God's at work and join in really requires that we're tuned in Mm-hmm. to what the Lord's doing. I mean, yeah. how do you know he's at work to be able to join in? Yeah. And so um, really uh, getting in that place where you have listened and honed your hearing and understanding of how God speaks to you and how he leads you is absolutely critical. And uh, I love that analogy that you talked about with Carrie Job because it's, it's really a process of just um, doing it. Mm-hmm. And as you do it, you become more confident that you discerning what the Lord's saying and you, you see how he speaks to you. And you start to then anticipate how he's going to speak to you as you move into different situations, whether yeah. at work or at home or anywhere else. And it allows you to kind of live this life that I'm talking about mm-hmm. where um, you really can follow, follow God and establish his kingdom. Um, and, it, and it takes you right back to that perspective of, boy, there's, there's nothing that's, that's broken into secular and sacred. It's all into the Lord. There's only one separation. It's whether it's the kingdom of God and advancing his kingdom or the kingdom of darkness. Mm. And once you, once you understand that, then you know every day you regain your purpose. You say, my purpose, no matter where I'm placed, mm. is to bring the kingdom of light to wherever God sends me and to join into what he's doing. And uh, if you can take that away, if you can really ruminate on that and say, you know, 
I really don't need a new job necessarily. I don't need to be taken out of this situation. What I need to do is be repurposed in the very situation God has me to understand that I'm to bring his kingdom, that I'm to cooperate with what he's doing and to join in, that I'm to hear his voice continuously uh, and to be able to walk it out. And uh, that perspective, I think, really gives people their purpose back and gets them excited about living what otherwise could be life in a secular job. Yeah, you know, my wife, she works um, at a job, and it's it's one of those nine-to-five mm-hmm. kind of office jobs. It's, you know, and uh, she actually has heard you talk about this a lot you yeah. know, over time. And uh, it was really timely. I think the first time she heard you, she was in a situation with someone in her job, and um, it was really a tough thing and so our thought was maybe i just need to get out of this and get in ministry and, right you know right i'm like honey only one of us can afford to do that you're gonna have to <laughs> don't do that <laughs> we're gonna both end up at starbucks um no so yeah she, you should have played my sermon your work is your ministry <laughs> you for go, it right there right. honey you need to listen to this don't quit your job no uh no honestly though she did and so she started listening to the lord and partnering yeah. with him and looking for opportunities for what he's wanting to do there yeah and now this person is saved Mm, uh, because wow. of my wife ministering to her yeah. uh, she's now plugged in she's a totally different person their relationship's amazing yes and it's just that God you know uh, that partnering in those scenarios is even can be even more powerful yes than uh, you know the, some of those ministry situations that are defined as ministry I would yeah. say everything is ministry but you know what I mean exactly um, you know I I, I, uh, I love to hear those stories and um, you know when I was in uh, business in corporate um you know, the Lord kind of at one point took me back to, to review how he had used me for his kingdom and corporate and, and how I had failed as well mm. so many times. And really, um, he'd, take, he'd take me back to these situations where uh, God was working powerfully in people's lives and I was intersecting them. And uh, they'd ask me questions, uh, you know, unprompted about things. And I would, yeah. I'd take the risk and I'd go in and I'd, I'd talk about my faith. I'd talk about the Lord. I'd, I'd, I'd be vulnerable. Um, and I, you know, I'd, I'd um, interject myself in conversations. When I knew that the Lord was at work in those people's lives, I would then uh, say things that would um, exhort them on to mm. thinking more about it. And I just, and I, I tell people, I have these. 12 to 24 stories, I don't know, that if I tell them, you'd say, man, you sound like amazing, Billy Graham and all that. And I always end with, you know, really, let me tell you something. What that is, is it's an indictment on me because I know the Lord had so many more episodes for me, so many more encounters, so many more places where he wanted me to join into what he was doing, but I didn't have that perspective. I, I moved in and out of really understanding the ways of God and how he works, and so this is, that's why this topic is so important to me. Once you understand the ways God works, then we can cooperate with him. And, and what will happen is, we always tell this story, now we see God show up almost daily in our lives in powerful ways because we understand that we can, um, we can cooperate with what he's doing, we can be led by his spirit, we can hear him leading us into situations, mm-hmm. and we see him accomplish very powerful things. Um, and you know, one of the stories that I love to tell, it's a, a very simple story, um, and it's, uh, you know, one that is, I think, 
relevant to everybody because some of you are saying, well, I wasn't the president of a company or I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm not even in the marketplace. You know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And really the concept I'm trying to get across is, applies to all of us. And so I always love to tell this story. It's a, a story that happened a few months ago and I was, go, I was um, driving up to the uh, cleaners to get some uh, laundry and drop some laundry off. And, um, and earlier you were saying, you know, tune into what God's saying. Two questions I always tell people to ask is just I'll continuously ask God, what are you saying and what are you doing right mm. now in my life? And just constantly training myself to do that. So as I was driving up to this cleaners, I was like, okay, Lord, what are you saying and what are you doing at, uh, at the cleaners today? And uh, I felt the Lord, I felt the response from the Lord saying, I, I have something in here. So I walked in expectantly, and as I walked in, there was my neighbor, and her husband's been sick, so I said, okay, got it. You know, I know, I know what the Lord's doing, I've got this. So I walk in, I say, uh, hi, how you doing, you know, to this person, and she's got 20 shirts and, and dresses, and so I said, well, let me help you. So I throw my three shirts down on the counter without checking in or anything, just throw them down there, grab 10 of her half of her stack go out to her car, and I just say, you know, how's your husband doing? And open up that conversation, expecting it to go somewhere. And she says, you know, good, Greg, I got to run. I got an appointment. So she leaves and says, oh, I miss that, God. <laughs> and as I walk back into the cleaners, I notice my shirts are gone, and my the, the new set that are cleaner brought up without me saying anything. And I look at this clerk behind the, the, the counter, and I've never seen her before. She's never been in there before. And I said, are you new? She goes, well, I'm from a different store. And I felt the Lord just in my spirit say, tell her she's a good detective. <laughs> and I said to the Lord, I don't want to tell her she's a good detective. <laughs> and I have these conversations with God because God is constantly, I don't like to look foolish or awkward and i know everybody says well i don't either i really don't like to look foolish or awkward this You're is not doing a very good yeah, job this is, this is this is uh yeah so i i like to put a nice air on and and yeah. the lord's and so the lord's constantly asking me to to step out and, and i said well I, he said, tell her she's a good detective. I said, well, this may sound a little crazy, but I said, you know, I just feel like you're a good detective. And uh, she looked at me and her eyes welled up with tears and she said, how'd you know? And I said, how'd I know what? She said, how'd you know that when I'm not here, I'm studying to be a detective. I, I, I'm going wow. online, I'm wow. taking tests, and I'm doing these things um, because that's what I want to be. And, but I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't, I'm, and I don't want to be a, a police officer. And I just took a moment, and I just breathed life into her. I encouraged her. You know, I told her, um, you know, I believe that uh, you know, God wanted me to come in and just um, encourage her today. And as I left, I didn't read her the four spiritual laws, and she didn't, you know, accept the Lord on the spot, and she may have been a Christian for that matter. Um, but as I walked out to the car, I sat down, I just thanked God. I said, God, thank you that you care enough about people that you intersect them in the smallest of details, in the most mundane of ways. And I, I believe the Lord continually does that in my life, and I believe he does it in others' lives because I've heard yeah. testimonies, because he wants us to see him, to know him as the God of all of life. Mm -hmm. He's in the details. He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. He doesn't draw lines that he's here and not there. He, his kingdom is advancing. Mm -hmm. His eyes are searching to and fro for people whose hearts are aligned to his, who want to bring forward his kingdom. And when we posture ourselves that way, mm -hmm. God can do amazing things in us mm -hmm. and through us. 
Man, that is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and pray, and we're gonna do. We're gonna pick this up next time. Hopefully, pray. maybe the next podcast. I don't know, but I think there's more. I know I've heard all of it, so yeah. I know there's lots more, and I know that it all will bless people yeah. like crazy. So I want us to continue to do this. But do that's that. it for today because I'm ADD and I can only take bite sizes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's this is for all you ADD people out there. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll split it up. All right. So let's, let's pray. Just pray. So, Father, we just um, we come before you. You're the God of every aspect of our life. Father, we just thank you that you don't say there are things that we do in this life that don't matter, and so we're relegated to a purposeless life. Instead, uh, everything we do is unto you, mm. that you are the God over everything in our life, and that everything we do, we do unto you for an inheritance and a reward. Yeah. Um, that advances your kingdom, Father. I just pray for everyone listening to this podcast that you would just um, change their perspective, that they would no longer see their life as this segmented um, waffle experience that where you're only confined into this one area, that instead you you are like that honey that just uh, spreads over the entire surface, and it's sweet, Um, and that you have a purpose for each of these people. Uh, And it's throughout the day, every day, all day, in every aspect, whether they're a president or a plumber, Father, whether they're going into the cleaners or whether they're going into work. Father, would you just um, help them to hear your voice, to know where you're at work, and then to join in and see you work to bring your kingdom about, Lord. Yeah, we love you, God. Thank you that you care so much about even the parts of life that we think are not important. It's all important to you, God. You are the God of all life, like Greg said. And you want to breathe your life into every corner and every space and every margin of this time that we have in this side of eternity. So, Lord, we thank you that you're a God that sees and cares, and you want want us to partner with you to bring about your good and beautiful and perfect plan into every part of this wonderful life that you've given us. Yes, Father. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it for the Iron Bell Podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, hanging out with us. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Take care.